Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today a show coming to you through the miracle of internet relay. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the facebook.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there in her... Um, what I can only presume is like a, uh, what are those, what are those capsules that you go in that you, um, that you float in? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like a sensory deprivation chamber. That's it. I thought of my own thing. In her sensory deprivation chamber is the Duchess of the Dork, Daphne Pickle. Hi. Do you know what I'm talking one. about? Sensory deprivation? No. You never heard of this? So they, they make these like capsules that you lay in. It's got some um, some liquid in it that you float in, but it they close the door and it's dark. And so you basically like it, it, it removes all of your senses. So you can't hear anything. You can't see anything. You can't feel anything. Um, and it's like supposed to be like a, a form of meditation and stuff like that. That sounds you terrible. I don't know. People really like it. I'm not one of them. I've never done it, but yeah, I like to see things that are going on. My mom always used to say that as a kid. Like I sucked, I I sucked at napping because I always wanted to be doing things, which has never changed. I still suck at napping. I wish I were better at napping. Napping seems great. Yeah, and then if I ever do it, I wake up really just afterwards. Like I'm not a big nap person. Uh, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was me, Andrew Christensen, Derek English, and Rob Hadaway. Welcome in, guys. Hi, guys. Today is Thursday, April 30th, 2020, 210 days until Thanksgiving, episode 951, 951, the number of batters faced by Dick Bosman uh, in 1970 for the Washington Senators. Uh, and by the way, do you know what tomorrow is? Friday. It's going to be May. On today's show, guys, big show on on deck, we're going to go through and take a look and ask the question, what are Texas high school football's new power regions? Where is the power nexus in each of the classifications in the UIL after UIL realignment? I think we have a better sense of it now as we're kind of going through the magazine process and getting a look at all these teams. Um, So we'll kind of run through that. 
And then back half the show this morning, I had a great conversation with the head coach of the Ganado Indians, Coach Brent Bennett. Um, a 10-4 and four record. They got hot at the right time. And they snapped a long playoff drought. They had not been in the playoffs in 2013. And once they got there, they made some noise. And now they dropped down into a classification, uh, into 2AD1, although that is uh, into the district with uh, Shiner and Flatonia. And it'll be a lot of fun. So we will talk with the head coach of the Ganado Indians, uh, Coach Brent Bennett, coming up here at the back half of the program. Um, but first, we are going to talk a little bit about. As I scratch my eye. Um, we're going to talk about the power regions. Let's let's talk a little bit about where the power lies in Texas high school football in each uh, classification. Because, like, for example, if you go back to the previous uh, real alignment scenario or the previous alignment, I think there was really no doubt in in six A that the power lied in region three, mm-hmm. right? Galena Park, North Shore, Atascacita. Um, you know, Katie, uh, the Houston area was by far the power nexus for class 6A. And so as a result, I, I want to take a look as we're kind of going through and putting together the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. I want to take a look at the teams or at the regions and, and maybe how that power has shifted, if at all. Uh, and so start class 6A. In class 6A, I think once again, it's easy to say that pow- that region three would be a power, the power region. I mean, right. You've got a task to Katie North Shore, uh, a team like Cypher, uh, a team like Dickinson, a team like Katie Tompkins, but you're also adding in a defending state champ in Alvin Shadow Creek. Mm-hmm. That's not nothing. Um, that, that, I think there's a fair argument for that, but if you want it to be a contrarian, and I think that there's a fair argument to be said that it's now in Region 1 yeah. um, with uh, teams like South Lake Carroll, teams like Allen, obviously, teams like Denton Geyer, uh, Arlington Martin, Midland Lee, uh, teams like that. There's there's a fair amount of depth in Region One. That in Six A, if you want to say that Region One is now where the power lies, I wouldn't necessarily argue too too hard with you. Um, District Five in, five in Region One is where it really picked up with having Allen and Geyer in the same one along with oh yeah. Prosper. Al- Allen, Geyer, Prosper. I mean, you even add in a team like Denton Braswell, which is moving up after a nine win season. I mean, the that McKinney is a teams. really really dangerous district, right? Um, 5A Division One, I, I think, is a lot more clear-cut. I don't think there's any doubt at all that it's Region 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether all you are talking goes. about Lufkin, Longview, Highland Park, Lancaster, Denton Ryan, Frisco Lone Star, uh, even adding a team like uh, like Frisco Independence, mm-hmm. right? Even adding a team like College Station. I know last year that you know wasn't necessarily up to their standard, but that's a team with state championship pedigree. Um you add in those teams, I don't think there's really any doubt that re- that Region 2 in 5A Division 1 is where the power nexus lies. Uh, 5A Division 2, I think, is a little bit tougher to call. Yeah. But I would look back at Region 3. Um, and maybe this is a fair number of teams that we are like projecting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you've got the, the usual suspects, right? 4-Pen Marshall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Consolidated, I think, figures to be pretty good again as well. But then you've also got teams like Huntsville, teams like Marshall, teams like uh, Barbers Hill and Crosby that I think are going to add some much some depth to that region uh, that, that I would say that as far as the deepest region in 5A Division 2, I would look at Region 3. Port and 4A Division 1, it's tough. Say again? I said Port Natchez Groves in Port there Port Natchez Groves in there as well? Yeah, That's exactly. I mean, this is a uh, Port Natchez Groves uh, – 
Texas High. I mean, mm-hmm. that's there's a lot of really, really good squads in Region 3. 4A Division One's tricky because uh, there's I think there's probably an obvious answer, and the obvious answer might be Region 2, which has La Vega, Argyle, Argyle. Uh, basically District Stephenville. High. La Vega, yeah. Stephenville, Midlothian Heritage, Brownwood, uh, as well as uh, when you take a look at Region 2, um, they've got Argyle as well, right? And then maybe a team like Paris. And I know that Paris didn't live up to their expectations last year, but it's still a very dangerous team. But I would actually make the argument that you would need to go down to Region 4 to find the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, All those Corpus and a lot Christi of that schools. Is, yes. And a lot of that is 5A dropdowns, right? It's Corpus Christi Miller. It's Calhoun. It's Cal Allen. It's uh, LBJ, whose coach we talked to yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, it even seems like Alice to go along with a team like Lampasas or a team like Beville Jones, who have been Region 4 stalwarts for a while. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say that Region 4 is probably, that's where you saw a big shift. I would say that that is now the power nexus uh, for, for uh, 4A Division 1. Uh, in 4A Division 2, a couple of different places you could go, but I think it's probably best not to overthink it. Uh, Carthage, West Orange, Stark, and Silsby are in Region 3. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the answer. And you add in a team like who knows what Waco Connolly is going to do uh, this year. I know they lose a fair amount of their star power, but that's a team to keep an eye on. You have a a, a drop down in Sealy as well. Um, yeah, I think-, I think that Region Three is really, really um, is probably the just best not to overthink it. I think Region Four is going to fly under the radar on that one. With mm-hmm. you've got Quero, Hondo, um, Geronimo Navarro, like Wimberley, Wimberley. That's a yeah, Wimberley, of course. Um, yeah, I think you're a Sentin. I would t- toss them in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Giddings had a great year as well. Um, for 3A Division One, um, I would look probably towards Region 2. And not just because it's got both of the state finalists in it, in Grandview and Pottsboro, as well as the team that was a state finalist the year before, Malakoff. Mm-hmm. But you also add in a team like Atlanta and a team like Whitney, who I'm really high on. Uh, and a team like Gladewater, I think you've got a dangerous 4A drop down at Fairfield. I would say that the deepest region in 3A Division 1 will be Region 2. So 3A Division 2 is interesting because I don't know that there is one. I think that actually, if you're looking for a regional balance, you probably get your best in in 3A Division 2. I think that everywhere you look, there's there's a good amount of depth and there's there's a little mm-hmm. bit of top heaviness. That I, I mean, look at your re, look at Region Two with Gunner and, and Holiday and and and, and a, a, a drop down in Eastland. Um, you could look at them. You could look at Region One, where it's got you know Canadian and Abernathy Chilvers. and Canadian and, and and all those teams. Uh, region Four is going to have um, you know East Bernard has been the king of Region Four, but they've got a couple of drop downs they're going to have to deal with in George West and Franklin. Um, and then Region Three, look, you got Dangerfield and Paul Pugh in the same thing district, uh, plus Newton. Remember them. I mean that that's that's to me what why I would say that from a balanced perspective, there's no more balanced class as far as regions are concerned than three A Division two. Uh, in two A Division one, I'm torn because the normal choice would be Region four, and for obvious reasons, we're going to talk with one of the coaches who coaches in Region four when we talk to uh, Ganado coach Brent Bennett coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, and that's the natural one, right? Because of the triumvirate of Refurio, Shiner, Mason, right? That's well, the, it- that's that's it. District 13 with Flatonio, Ganada, um, Shiner, yeah, Weimer. Ganeda. Like, my yeah. goodness. It's a, it's, a, it's a murderer's row. But I would also make an argument that I think Region 1's got a great great argument as well. 
Um, you've got a defending, you got a state finalist in post. Mm-hmm. You have a th- a really dangerous 3A drop down in Cisco that I think people are forgetting about. Um, Panhandle uh, is always tough. Holly is always tough. San Saba is, is going to be difficult, and, and they move regions from Region 3 to Region... Is that right? Region 3 to Region 1. Room 1, yeah. Uh, New Deal, of course, played for a title a couple of years ago. I would say that from a depth perspective, there's maybe an argument. I, I think maybe, like, it's 1 or 4. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of... I don't think there's a wrong answer there, but Region 1 and Region 4, I think, are undisputedly the two toughest regions in 2A Division 1. Uh, and then 2A Division 2, I would lean towards... Uh, Region two. That's where you're going to find Hamlin, of course, who played for a title last year. Uh, I think Windthorst is dangerous, 10 win team from a year ago. I think Albany is dangerous. Uh, I th- Munster is, is lurking. Um, they move over from Region three. I would say that that when you take a look at at, at that at two A Division two, I would look at Region two. And, and the six man ranks real quick. Um, region or Division one. It's probably Region 4, I would say. You have a couple of, of kind of... Uh, Jonesboro has been kind of the, the the power in Region 4 recently, but I think that May is dangerous. I think Eden is dangerous. I think Lakey is dangerous. I wouldn't keep on uh, keeping on that. I would say that's probably the deepest. And region then in Region... In, in Division... I'm sorry? It has... I said Region 1 in the six-man ranks has Claude, Happy, Certainly. McLean, White Deer, all in one. Like, that's the district of doom overall <laughs> yeah uh and, and then the other one for me um when i uh when, whenever i take a look at at region uh, division two i would probably go towards region two uh you've got the the right mix of uh, uh, a state finals from a year ago in motley county you've got a team that uh, is dropping down from division one to division two in balmeray who i know that that people are very high on uh, you add in traditional powers like Grand Falls Royalty, Jayton, Blackwell. Um, there's a lot of depth in Region 2. And so I would say in one Division 2, Region 2 would be the power nexus. But in any case, those are just things that I've noticed in putting together the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, you get to start thinking, especially when you write, like I'm writing the previews right now. I talked with some mm-hmm. coaches this morning. I'm going to talk to some more coaches this afternoon. And whenever you kind of take a look at the state, the way that I do it is, is I kind of, I, my first question is like, where's the power? Where's the, where's the influence of the, of the class? And so for me, that's where I've, I've got my eyes on, uh, most notably in each classification. So, uh, of course, all of that and more in the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. After that gets sent to press, I will sleep. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at texasfootball.com, texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. It's our subscription package. Uh, please use the promo code FeedTexas. Uh, it it will take five of your dollars that you use in subscribing and it will go toward the food bank nearest to your zip code. Um, uh, so it's uh, texasfootball.com slash insider. Please use the promo code FEEDTEXAS, F-E-E-D-T-E-X-A-S. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything extra. It'll just be a, a donation in your name to the food bank in your local area. So please check that out. Texasfootball.com slash insider, promo code FEEDTEXAS. And by the way, 
as a bonus, and this is not a bonus, it's actually like a feature, not a bug. Uh, you will get the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football mailed to you early, mailed to you before it hits newsstands. Uh, so if that and is you appealing don't have to, to you, go out and, and get it. Yes, exactly. Cause who knows what <laughs> will be happening then. Um, right. And so if that is appealing to you and I have to tell you, if you're watching this show or listening to this podcast, I bet it is appealing to you <laughs> just based on the demographics. Uh, if fair. you become a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider, Use promo code Feed Texas, and we will uh, we will donate five dollars to your local food bank. A little bit earlier today, let's talk a little small school football. A little bit earlier today, I had the great pl- uh, pleasure of talking with the head coach of the Ganado Indians, Coach Brent Bennett. That is a really interesting story. He was the offensive coordinator at Bay City, took the job at Ganado. Um, at Bay City, he helped to snap the Black Cats' long playoff drought. In year two at Ganado, he helped Ganado snap a long playoff drought. What's his secret? I asked him, here's our conversation with Ganado coach Brent Bennett here on Texas football today. Texas high school football offseason rolls on, giving us an opportunity to chat with a number of coaches who are stuck at home and have nothing better to do than they answer my calls. One of those guys who has nothing better to do than they answer my calls, the head coach of the Ganado Indians, coach Brent Bennett. Coach, how are you? Doing good. How are things in beautiful Ganado, Texas? Uh, rocking and rolling, you know, considering the, the circumstances. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's what we can control, and you know, not not let everything else bring us down. So, certainly, it's 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 an odd situation. I guess that you know, the the most important question is, is how are you? How are your family? You guys are you guys holding up okay? Oh, it's been honestly, it's been a blessing to Hmm. be forced. You know, as as coach, we we work a little bit. Uh, It's been a blessing to to be forced to to kind of stop, and you know, I've. I was joking around with my with my dad the other day. I've probably spent more time with my kids. You know, I got a seven, five, and a two-year-old. My seven, my seven-year-old, I've probably spent more time with her in the last six weeks than I've spent the entire six years um, her being around. So, um, no, family-wise, I I couldn't be. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. It's been it's been awesome for us to to come together and 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 bond as a family. And, and but but are your are the kids getting a little tired of dad being around all the time? I think that goes both ways. I think dad, <laughs> kids, and I think the kids are getting tired of dad. So, um, and it's the same thing with the wife. So, I think she's 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 ready, you know, praying that this thing goes away so we can get back to work. And I'm not in the house driving her crazy all the time. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about about 2019. Um, you know, your second year on the job there uh, at at Ganado, and um, I'll be honest, coach, you know, first year. Uh, you know, you guys go, uh, you guys go four and six. Um, and there were moments where it kind of looked like 2019 might be trending in that same way, but then something clicked for you guys, especially late in the season. Have you been able to pinpoint what it was uh, that, that led you guys to, to really get hot at the right time? Just the kids, you know, that 2019 was, they were good. And, you know, you go back to 18, the four and six, and it was the same kids, um, that year, you know, last year they they believed, they bought into to what we sell. They they bought into the processes, um, you know, and it the, it ultimately it comes down to the kids and and their ability. No matter, you know, big win, big uh, big loss, whatever. They went right back to work on on Saturday, evaluating the film, and you know we we show back up Monday and go do the same processes week to week. And they didn't let the you know 
we live in the instant gratification world and in sports, you know, life cannot be like that. And those kids, that's, that's what we preached to the kids and they bought into it and, and, and believed it. And, you know, it didn't matter. And I can't talk, especially from where, where we were to, to where we, where we've come, um, you know, those kids are, are tremendous and it's not, we didn't coach the technique differently in the two different years. We didn't do, you know, we, we didn't teach a squat technique differently. We didn't teach how to throw a ball, how to carry a ball, how to tackle a ball, any of that stuff differently. Um, it was just the buy-in, the belief, you know, the kids started to see success and, and anytime you see success, it, it's going to bring more success. And so, um, no, it was 2019 was a fun team to be a part of. I was, I was just blessed to be able to be a part of it. Um, and, and so now kind of I'm looking forward to, to 2020, obviously you mentioned these are strange times, um, but, but how have you found a way to stay connected to your guys? How have you, have you made sure that obviously some, there are more important things than football, but uh, you know, you're still going to be fielding the team in the fall. There's not going to be any excuses when the whistle blows. So, so how have you been able to, to keep in touch with you, with your guys? And what have you been telling them? It's just communication. You know, you got to communicate with the kids and you find creative ways to communicate with them. You know, the, the thing I like, you know, you asked me about how, how am I doing with my family? The thing I like about this more than anything is we understand two kids have to be kids. So we communicate with them, you know, just like the rest of the state's doing and we're sending out stuff in the, in the classroom setting. We're sending out, you know, at home body weight workouts that, that they can do. And we're doing everybody else. But more than anything, I've talked with our kids uh, from the fact of, be a kid, you know, have fun. And, and when I, when I communicate with the kids, it's a whole lot more about, Hey, how's life going? Um, you know, I had one of, one of our kids I was talking to just a couple of days ago. He said, coach, I'm, he's like, it was fun at first. He says, I'm just bored now. He's like, I stare out my window and I just pray the grass will grow faster. So I can go out and mow it, mow it again. And, um, you know, the biggest thing kids have to be kids too. Um, and so we're, we're getting our football across to them. We're getting our, you know, staying in the best shape as possible as you can using the, the Google classrooms, the text messaging, the Zooms, all that good stuff. But, you know, the thing, the thing we're trying to, I'm trying to stress more than anything is, hey, you know, do those extra chores around the house, build a better relationship with your parents, with your brothers, with your sisters, you know, become a better person, become a, a, a better family man. And, and you know, stressing the, the relationships that you have to build with them. So and it's, and it's helped me build relationships with the kids because it hasn't been, hey, football or weights or this or that. It's, it's hey, how's life going, you know? Uh, we're talking with Brent Bennett, the head coach of the Canadian Indians here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation hashtag TF Today. Coach, this is not the, the first playoff drought you've been a part of snapping. Um, you know, this was the first time since 2013 that Canada made it uh, to the playoffs. Um, but then your previous job there at Bay City as the office coordinator of Coach Lupe Flores, uh, you guys were able to, uh, to, to snap a, a, play, a seven-year playoff drought uh, in 2016. Um, are there – can you draw any parallels? Obviously, that's, a, that's a, a big school versus a small school, so to speak, but, but can you draw any parallels as far as how you get, uh, how you get to a point where you are able to snap a long playoff drought? Yeah, and, and I think there are – they are there. I think a lot of it, you know, it's not what we've done at Ganado and what we've done at, at, at Bay City. I think, you know, I go back to my first job with, with Coach Fedora at Navasota and just going through, you know, taking what, you know, taking what I've learned throughout, throughout the career. We've applied it to every place we've ever been. You know, you always tinker a little bit here and there. Um, 
that's probably been the biggest, you know, working with Coach Fedora and then Coach Rhodes and then Coach Mavis and Adley Cooper, all, you know, being able to plow that. That's that's what's probably translated to the success. Are there, there comparisons within the two? Yes, because, you know, you walk into programs that are struggling and you've got to deal with, pro, with, with issues that a lot of teams don't have to deal with. Um, and what you've done at once, it kind of helps the second time because you know, you know, stepping into it, hey, this is this is the we're gonna have to concentrate on this. Where, you know, at Navasota at Cameron, we didn't necessarily have to concentrate. And I said at Navasota when I walked in, we weren't very good at the beginning, you know. So, um, it it does each place is unique as well. You gotta remember that, you know, Bay City is and Bay City and Ganado, they don't belong in the same same conversations. They're they're both great places, but uh, um it did help with understanding where issues would be stepping on, step on campus day one. So. Um, looking forward to your 2020 squad. Um, I, I know you bring back a, a couple of key pieces, especially, uh, you know, you bring back a, a guy in your, your quarterback, Kyle Burris Guerrero, who w- was dazzling as a freshman. Um, oh, to have a freshman quarterback that good. Um, do you have a sense quite yet about where this 2020 Indians team is going to hang their hat, what they're going to be about. Uh, do, you, do you have a, a sense for that quite yet? We're, yeah. I mean, we don't change where we hang our hat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that gets back to what we preach day in and day out. Um, you know, we, we want to be a violent, violent team. We want to, we want to fly around and tackle the ball violently. We want to be able to rush the ball violently. Um, you know, we don't change our identity and what we're doing. You know, our identity may change a little bit in the way we do things based off of personnel, um, you know, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle will be a big part of that. You brought him up and, and he deserves, he deserves credit cause he's good. Um, but he also had a lot of help and, you know, that's, that's the thing that we're going to have to do this year. We're going to have to get him and be going to be very young. Um, those young guys, you know, that's the scary thing. I'm sure everybody you talk to says the same thing. Well, I got to count on young guys, but I don't have film. I don't have reps on young guys. You know, it's, yeah. it's curious to see how that, how that process evolves. Um, I can't give you an answer there. You know, we've evaluated how we do things, why we do things. You know, it's been good for us in the office since we've been able to sit back and say, hey, why do we do this? And really break it down and evaluate it and kind of change, change some things as far as that. But actually getting the kids to replicate, it's a different story. So, um, so obviously another big storyline for you guys heading forward is, uh, is the, the classification change. You guys are dropping down uh, to 2A. And the good thing is that it's not like you got dropped into one of the most brutal districts in the, hold on, actually, coach, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to correct myself here. You in fact did get dropped into one of the most brutal districts in, in all of the state, uh, 13, 2A division one, Shiner, Ganado, Weimar, Flatonia, Schulenberg, um, on one hand, dropping down. On the other hand, right into the frying pan. I'm interested, kind of your perspective on on where you landed in realignment. It is what it is. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I know quite a bit about Schulenberg. Of course, they just got a new head coach, and so everything I know about Schulenberg, I know personnel, but everything else is just throw it out the window. Um, so the other schools, I really, I know, I know the name recognition. I know they're really good. You know, and, and you get into Region Four. Our district, our district, just name recognition is really good. Haven't spent much time. We'll do that this time. We've been working on us. Um, I do know those teams have been very successful. You know, and, and I think just the success that we've been able to have will actually be, hopefully be able to add some value to that district and make it make it even more competitive. So um, what I think about it, it is what it is. I can't, 
I don't sit in Austin and, and put the rubber bands on the maps and all that stuff. And we're going to, we're going to take care of us and, and hopefully be able to go out and compete on Friday nights and come out with the, with the W. So. Uh, it's Brent Bennett, the head coach at, at Ganado. Coach, one last question. Um, this is a, a time in which I know you're spending a lot of time at home and I know you got three young kids to keep you busy, but, but when you do get some spare time, when you get a little bit of time to, to, to relax, how are you, how are you passing the time these days stuck at home? Cause I know, I, I know how coaches are and I know what you would be doing, which is just being up at the office and working and working and working. So now how do you fill those hours? I'm doing the same thing. I don't, you know, I'll say I don't have hobbies. You know, do I like to go fish. Yes, I'll go, and I've been fishing once. But I can't say that it's a hobby because I do it like twice a year, you know, three times a year if I'm lucky. I can't say I enjoyed playing golf. But when you do it once a year, I can't say it's a hobby. So, no, I have a – when I do get free time, I'll pull out the laptop and, you know, go back and watch film or readjust it and readjust that. So – um, he's he's Brent Bennett. He's the head he's the head coach of the Canadian Indians, and he's a junkie. Uh, coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on a fantastic 2019. Uh, please stay safe and uh, best of luck down the road. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. There is Brent Bennett, the head coach of the Canadian Indians, joining us earlier today. Appreciate his time. Um, and yeah, we've got high hopes for them. Not just you know, uh, not just because. Um, they're a 3A drop down, but they've also got a ton of talent and, and there seems to be something going on there in Ganado we're excited about. So we appreciate Coach Brent Bennett hopping on with us a little bit earlier. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Talks. But before we do that, oh my. Uh, so I ran into Hank in the hallway. Uh, is Hank here? Yes. And, and he wanted me to share uh, this book with you. Okay. So this is a, Hank's big into books right now. Mm-hmm. Can't even read nerd but big in the books here you go this is called in the backyard okay it's by eric carl okay here we're gonna run through he it did the very hungry caterpillar <gasps> there it is the very hungry caterpillar yeah no eric favorite. carl has really made bank off of this yes caterpillar butterfly right mm-hmm. yeah. uh cricket, cricket firefly. firefly right we like to do noises too but there's not a lot of noises for these the other ones that there's better a uh, click beetle so hank will um Spider, Beebs, Ladybug. Ladybug didn't really have a noise. Page. And it's uh, Dragonfly and Earthworm. There you go. And that is uh, In the Backyard by Eric Carle. Phenomenal. A dramatic reading. There you go. 10 out of Hank 10. wanted me to share that with you guys. Well, thank you for yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, no, that last question that you asked, Coach, like, what would you consider? Do you have a hobby? Like, what would you consider as a hobby? Annoying you? Ain't that the truth. I think I'm pretty good at it, too. Like, I'm top 10%. Very. Yep. Very good. Um, no, I I mean, the. I guess, like, what I do, like, in my free time is that, like, I just kind of spend time with my, my, my family, although that's not really a hobby. Um, I... I generally like to read a lot, but this time of year, I never read because mm-hmm. I'm working on a magazine. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, I would say my hobbies right now are um, working. 
Yeah. That's, I always hate that question because it's like, yeah, I don't, I agree mm. with him. Mm. Like, I don't do, like, things like that often enough to consider them a hobby. Like, I would consider them doing things that I like, but I can't say I have enough time on my hands to legitimately right. have a hobby. Like, playing cornhole or darts, maybe. Like, we'll do that. Actually, you know what my hobby is? <laughs> what? Wombats. Wombats. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Tough night last night. Tough That's night a good one. Night. But yeah, there's that's always a difficult question for me to answer because I'm like work, make yeah. graphics, edit videos. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. So, so, the problem the problem is that as you've now realized, in this job, you're just kind of always working at least a little bit. Yeah, and it's like even if you take a break to to go play a game of cornhole or throw around a darts or something like that it's like then you go back and finish what you were doing right. so it's like i take it's an breaks hour. yeah but yeah it's not like a consistent nightly time off thing <laughs> do you know why i don't golf why because i don't have four hours that's fair like that's the thing is that like golf is such a time suck mm -hmm. i like when i golf i do enjoy it Right. Like I, I enjoy playing golf. Like it's, it's, it's fun, you know, as long as you're with the right kind of people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be out there with people who are like taking it super seriously. Mm -hmm. I want to go out there and I just want to hack. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, have a, you know, have a couple of brewskis and just have a good time with friends being outside. Um, but that's the thing is that like now, like, especially in my situation with like wife, kid and job that has some time demands it's like when do i have four hours of uninterrupted time to go golf yeah that i'm not sleeping yeah yeah so completely anyway. agree um anything else uh don't forget to tune in to the kahoot tomorrow the trivia happy hour trivia. it'll be 5 p.m here on facebook it's a very good quiz and it's a lot of fun and tepper and i have fun so please come join us it'll be yes a nice 5 p.m break <laughs> 5 p.m. tomorrow. If you want to get a head start on it, you can download the Kahoot app. It's K-A-H-O-O-T. Download the app. It's free. The whole thing's free to play. We'll come up with some prizes for you uh, there at the end. Uh, but it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and um, and it's a nice way to, to, to kick off your weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Let me reach over and grab this. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Ganado coach Brent Bennett for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you for trivia tomorrow, 5 p.m., facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. And then we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.